0: Welcome to the How to Hunt Deer podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This podcast aims to educate those who are interested in becoming deer hunters, brushing up on essential skills, or maybe just adding a few new tactics to the toolkit. We cover a variety of topics that are going to help you be more confident and successful in the field while you're hunting deer this fall. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We've got a good episode for you. I had a chance to catch up with Zoe Phillips from Tacticam. You might be thinking, well, who is Zoe Phillips? Well, if you have followed Tacticam on any social media, or you've been keeping up with some of their marketing stuff, you have probably seen stuff posted from, uh, from Zoe, whether you knew it or not. She handles their social media pages, and in this episode, I wanted to have her on to talk about not only her history hunting, but also some of Tacticam's products as we launch into the deer season. You know, every week I get a chance to talk to you about Tacticam and how they're the title sponsor of the show and how I love their products and all that stuff. To me, what makes Tacticam great is the people that I get to work with there and really the quality of the products that I can't stress enough in a, let's say, 45-second ad slot. You know, I can hit the highlights, but I really can't go into detail about which of their cameras to use in a specific situation, how to get things set up. I hope to do a little bit more of that this fall as I show you kind of what setup I'm using through some short videos on uh, on Instagram. But in this episode, we get to take a deep dive into their products. And also at the end, we kind of talk a little bit about some of their awesome sales that they've got going on right now uh, at Tacticam. They're helping you get geared up for fall. The, the package that to me is like the sweetest deal is you get both the Solo Extreme, which is their HD camera, and a stabilizer mount for your bow and that's going to be 149.99. Now normally, the Solo Extreme by itself is 199.99 and then the uh, stabilizer mount is another 50 bucks. So you're getting $250 worth of camera and mount for 150 bucks right now if you buy. I believe it's by August 31st. It might be the 27th. I don't know why that dates ringing in my ears. But basically, head over to taxcam.com the products you're going to dig this episode if you're thinking about self-filming your hunts you are going to learn something helpful for you in this show so i hope you enjoy it get ready to share your hunt this season with the tacticam solo extreme point of view camera featuring one touch operation weatherproof housing and mounts to fit any style of hunting the solo extreme is sure to make filming your hunts foolproof and hassle-free the solo extreme features up to 8x zoom image stabilization technology that takes the shock out of the shot and lets you capture crystal clear wide quad HD 60 frame per second footage. And you get all of this in a compact camera that weighs under 13 ounces. From now until August 31st, you can get the Solo Extreme and a stabilizer mount for just $149.99. And of course, you get free shipping with that. To learn more or pick up your Solo Extreme today, head over to Tacticam.com. Onyx Hunt is always striving to help make hunters more successful in the field each season. Onyx has just released a bunch of new features to help you on your next hunt. These features include new aerial imagery options like leaf off, recent imagery updated every two weeks with historic look back, and imagery on demand. On top of that, Onyx is reinventing the trail camera market by syncing your hunt app with multiple cell camera manufacturers and helping organize and analyze your photos right there in the app. You can try Onyx Hunt free for seven days or go to onyxmaps.com to learn more. Hunt in comfort this season with camo from Huntworth. They make high quality technical camo at a fraction of the price of other brands. My personal favorites for the early season include the Durham lightweight pants, which are rugged and durable with just the right amount of stretch where it counts and the Shelton Midweight quarter-zip hoodie with built-in face mask. To make building out your kit simpler, their website now features their new system builder. This tool will help you grab the right camo no matter what season or species you're hunting. And right now, you can get 30% off with their pre-season sale. Just use the code PRE30, that's capital P, capital R, capital E, and the number 30 at huntworthgear.com. All right. Joining me for this week's episode of the How to Hunt Deer podcast is Zoe Phillips from Tacticam. Zoe, how are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I almost said, welcome back to the show, but you have not been on the How to Hunt Deer podcast yet. We've talked before, but that was for the Wisconsin sportsman. And we were kind of heading into turkey season, talking about you know what we were going to be doing that year and Um, best practices for filming your turkey hunts there's a lot of really cool stuff especially with something like a tacticam that you can do to uh really get some cool shots in uh when you're turkey hunting did you get out for turkeys at all this spring
1: i did yep we did get a turkey um maybe i'm a little embarrassed to admit it but it just happened so fast that I completely forgot to hit the button on my tactic. Cam, oh, but it no. but it was on my gun, but it just kinda you know, we packed up and left and came back into the woods and heading back to our spot and I turned a corner, I'm like, Oh, that's the Tom right there and wow. took a shot and didn't even have time, I mean, really, to think about anything else but shooting this bird. So
0: Right. Right. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the great parts about a Tacticam is they are a lot easier than, you know, a handheld camcorder or something like that, but there are just those moments when you just, the adrenaline kicks in and you just don't have the time to do anything, you know, it's shoot right now or that thing's gone and
1: exactly. uh, you got to
0: make some split second decisions. I had a guy asking me the other day, actually, he said, um. You know where's the footage of your buck from this fall? Cause I shot a nice buck in Wisconsin on public land, like 140 inch deer, beautiful buck for a public land buck, especially. Um, and he's like, "Where's the tacticam footage?" Well, I got the tacticam footage of my miss uh, when I shot the deer on the third day of my hunt. So I missed him on day three. I caught up with him again on like day eight, and I hit him that time. But I, it was the one day I was getting lazy. It was later in the year or later in my hunt. And, uh, I had not packed my, my bag of extra batteries. I walked out that morning. I'd left them on the, in the charger, the little charger thing. I'd left them in the oh, charger, no. killed my battery. Cause it was an all day hunt. So killed my battery earlier in the day and had nothing, no footage. So it's like the wounding part is like, I've got this miss or this, you know, slight grazing of his back on camera, but I didn't get the actual kill shot on camera. So that's <laughs> things happen. Things happen. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. So Zoe, you haven't been on the How to Hunt Deer podcast yet. Can we kick things off with doing just like a hunter profile of you, you know, tell us who you are, what you do with Tacticam, maybe how long you've been hunting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am our social media manager here at Tacticam. And then I recently took over our creator content influencer program. So I am working with all of our influencers and creators you know getting campaigns together and all of the fun fun different things that hunters are doing out there and putting it out with Tacticam and it's been a lot of fun um I didn't grow up hunting so it's it's been a challenge but it's been amazing and I I just love love the outdoor industry now I you know begged my mom to let me go hunting when I was younger and she was she would never let me she'd never <laughs> let me go so When I turned 16, I got my driver's license and I drove to um, what we had was Gander Mountain and I bought a rifle and went out for Doe Fest and I was hooked. I mean, I haven't looked back since and I've just been. I feel like every single year I learn more and more and just get deeper and deeper into hunting and At this point, I, I hunt anything and everything. Any chance I get, I just I love it. So, been a lot of fun and I'm I'm very. I have a great opportunity with Tacticam. I have great, you know, opportunities to get out and hunt, and I'm very thankful for it. But it's been, it's been quite the road. Yeah. Um, I started off in nursing school, and I was going to get my BSN, and I was a tech in the ER. And COVID hit, and a lot of things changed, and just wasn't for me anymore. wasn't fitting my lifestyle, and I went back to school for digital marketing, got my degree there, and I joined the Tacticam team and, you know, here I am a, a year later, I just actually got my work anniversary little notification on LinkedIn and I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's already been a year. So it, it's gone fast and I'm very fortunate, very lucky to, you know, take the chance and I'm glad I did.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. When, you know, you said you didn't grow up hunting, um, you know, before you were, say, 16 or so, have you had people along the way who have kind of maybe taken you under their wing, kind of showed you the ropes and helped you get, uh, you know, kind of to where you are today? There's such a learning curve. And I feel like if you truly have no one around you, like I know some guys, I got a buddy in Tennessee who has no one around him who has ever taught him anything about hunting. His learning curve has been steep. You know, it's, it's been a rough couple of years. He's had some success, though, but it's been really tough because he hasn't had guys to kind of step in and, and help out. Uh, what about you? How's that? How's that look for you?
1: So my grandpa hunted a little bit, not too much. You know, he was just kind of your average, like, oh, maybe I'll go out for a deer hunt. You know, it's opening season of right. Oh, I'm going to go and see if I get a deer. And if he does awesome, if not, you know, it wasn't the end of the world kind of thing. He just kind of went out, sat in a homemade stand and they did their thing. And You know, now it's like, if I have questions or anything, I'll, I'll give him a call and see what he says. But I listen to a lot of podcasts and just talk to anybody I can and, you know, just learn from really trial and error, you know, I kind of go out there and there's a lot of information out there, but I feel like the best way to really learn it is just get out there and go and scout and, you know, hang your trail cameras, look at patterns, you know, there's a lot of information, but you just got to get out there and and live it. You know, you have to be passionate about it. Right. But the learning curve is tough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, and we're hitting a point kind of in the, in the outdoor space, I feel like, and I guess, I mean, I guess if we're talking magazines and stuff, it's been this way for a long time, but there is so much information out there and, you know, you have guys who dive all the way in on one certain person and they'll follow that person You know, no matter if it's a video he did or a podcast he did, whatever it is, they just go all in on that person's tactics. And I always encourage people, just listen to a broad range of voices. Like, you don't have to listen to the same podcast every week. You don't have to listen to How to Hunt Deer every week. Like, just go find what sounds like it would be helpful in the moment. Pick up what you can from a specific resource. And then, like you said, trial and error. Go try it out. Yeah. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you, meaning, you know, you either didn't have success you were looking for or you just don't enjoy it. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I just, I've learned a lot about it over the years, but I just don't enjoy it. Uh, Trying to, you know, be a specific buck bed hunter. Like, you've got a buck that uses a bed and you try to sneak in within 80 yards so you can arrow him when he stands up. It's like, it's not for me. I don't, (laughs) I'm not that quiet. I'm not that sneaky. I'm not getting that close. Like, you know, it's just, that's just (laughs) not my style. So. Uh, yeah take what you can from what's out there and then trial and error learn along the way take your bumps because that's where that's where you really learn I feel like
1: exactly is
0: from those failures you know yeah Uh, you know
1: you hang your stand in the wrong spot and you watch your target buck walk you know like (laughs) right out of bow range you learn really fast where where you need to go and where you need to move but exactly I mean you learn from failure and that's that's how it's got to be. And, you know, you learn and make mistakes and then change them, hopefully quick.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And I think what you're alluding to is what I think is probably the number one thing that I feel like is a skill that new hunters need, old hunters need. It's a skill across the board is that love for the process, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're hanging your enjoyment on getting a shot opportunity, you're you're going to be real sad a lot you know it's it's not yeah. going to be the season that you're looking for
1: yes I agree I think everybody kind of needs to take a step back and like appreciate like nature and what we're what we're doing now I mean if you're out there hunting that's a better day than for most being at work or anything like that and watching the woods wake up in the morning or you know shut down at night is so beautiful it's you know there's so many things going on so you know you're living in their habitat and. It's a whole different experience, and it's very, very pretty. I think everybody should be a little bit more appreciative. Sometimes, I mean, we all, we all are hunting to kill a deer, sure. see something, but taking that step back and like appreciating everything too is a big, big thing.
0: Right? You know, and it, it's that that brought me to uh, Tacticam in the first place because. Uh, we started having kids, my wife and I, and they're now nine, seven, and five. So they're going with me, you know, we're doing the whole thing. But before I would come back and I would be like, you know, no, I didn't get an animal, but guys, you'll never, you'll never believe what I saw or you'll never, you'll never guess what the sunset looked like or, you know, whatever, all these things that I couldn't share with them because they weren't there with me. Um, And so that's when I picked up a tactic cam so I could start kind of, sharing those experiences bringing those memories home to my kids or to my wife or even showing buddies like hey you'll never believe this deer that ran past my stand at 90 miles an hour too fast for a shot but you know i got a, I got some exactly. yeah i got 8 seconds of video of him so you can see how big he was
1: exactly you know yeah
0: but uh one thing i want to touch on real quick like we're we're getting here into uh into the hunting season early seasons are going to be opening up in I mean, there's some open already. I was talking to a guy the other day that killed a nice buck in South Florida. And I'm like, because their season opened up at the end of July, which to me, hunting in July or August in South Florida just sounds like the worst.
1: I agree. That sounds painful. Yeah,
0: I don't know why you'd want to do that. You know, access your standby airboat and hopefully get a good deer. But he did it and he got a good one. So, uh, but I, I think a lot of people have this idea that, if you're in the hunting industry like you are, then that means you get to hunt a lot. You get a ton of hunting time because certainly you make it to the fall and Tacticam, they know everybody hunts, right? They just shut down and don't do anything during the hunting season. That's that's pretty much how it's going, right? You guys are just ramping down right now, not a lot going on, and you're going to be hunting all fall.
1: I wish I could say that was true. <laughs> I I feel like more than ever, especially the industry that I'm in and the role that I have with Tacticam, we are busier than ever. I mean, this is definitely our busy season of everybody, you know, getting the trail cameras back up, sending in content, sending in pictures and needing help or, you know, everyone's kind of in a rush or in a bind right now to hurry up and, oh, sorry, I'm running late. I need to go hang up my trail camera or if they run into little bumps in the road and need some help. But. I feel like now more than ever, I probably hunt a little bit less than I used to Right, just because I'm so busy with watching other people's hunts, getting good pictures and, you know, social media posts, things like that together of other people's hunts that it's like, wow, okay, I really don't have as much time to hunt for myself or be out there as much, but I mean, I'm pretty lucky that I can just, you know, run up the hill after work and go, you know, bow hunt a little bit or just ride up the road as the farm and have some time there and it's close. But other than that, I feel like this is the time that we are so busy that I don't have a lot of time to really focus on my own hunting.
0: Right, right. If there's somebody out there who, you know, sees what you're doing and they think to themselves, man, I would love to be in the industry. I would love to get my foot in the door of the outdoor industry. Like, what advice would you give them? I, I want to lead with uh, folks who dream of being in the outdoor industry. Very early on, you need to scrap the idea that you're going to be the next Michael Waddell. Um, you could be. You absolutely could be. I'm not saying you won't be. Just saying odds are against you, right, of being like the personality. Because for every personality that's out there, there are tons and tons of people behind the scenes like yourself who are piecing together content piecing together marketing materials. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of work behind those personalities going on. Uh, but I have found that that work can be super rewarding as well and super enjoyable as well. So if you want to be in the outdoor space, that's probably a good first target. And if you look at the personalities out there, that's where they started. I mean, Waddell got his start behind the camera, and so did a lot of those guys, right? Behind a camera, or they're good callers, or they were – you know, shooting bow tournaments and that kind of thing. Like that's the foot in the door. What would you advise someone? Because the industry has changed a ton just in the last five or 10 years.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people look at it like exactly how you said, that's how they want to be. And that's, that's their goal. And they think they're just going to go right out there and do it, you know? And I think with social media too, it's a common misconception that, oh, I'm just going to keep posting on social media and, I'm eventually going to get my name out there and you know some people are fortunate enough that it works like it it just happens and they blow up and they're really successful but for me I mean I started on the Tacticam team and just started you know sharing my love for Tacticam posting about it going out and you know just using the product and from there I joined um customer service and then got moved up into the role I'm at now but you know you just for one I think you just have to do it you just have to know that you you have to put in work and just take the chance and do it but you also have to realize like there's steps to get there exactly how you said Michael Waddell was a cameraman first I mean he wasn't this icon that he is now you've got to put in the hard dirty work and not hunt as much and not be as successful in that industry (laughs) to get to being very successful and you know just keep grinding
0: right yeah yeah just keep at it just keep at it so uh you're going to be hunting Missouri this year uh do you have any other hunt plans in the works or are you sticking close to home
1: I think I'm going to Probably stick close to home unless an opportunity presents itself. I love to waterfowl hunt, so I always go down to Arkansas, might go over to South Dakota. Little, you know, little trips here and there, but other than that, for deer, I I mainly just stay in Missouri.
0: Yeah, you got a lot of guys in the South right now who are thinking to themselves, well, of course, like we travel to Missouri because it's an over-the-counter tag for us, you know, (laughs) and uh, so yeah, if you're in Missouri, why would you... Where where else are you going to go? Why would you Why would you go somewhere else when you got uh, good deer yes. ground right down the road? So, um, are you hunting a mix of public, private, uh, private only, small small farms, large farms? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. I have um, we have six acres here at home that I get to hunt on, and then literally just right down the road, I've got another like 20 acres to hunt there. And then I have a bigger farm. I have access to hunt that's like 300 acres. So I'm pretty fortunate nice. that I don't have to just hunt public land, but I mean, that's how I started. I only hunted public land. I, you know, there's a lot of unsuccessful years, but I learned a lot. Right. I learned a lot of patience and deer movement patterns and, you know, you know, getting my stand on my back and hiking three miles in and three miles back out. And, you know, I, that's how I started with a lot of all public land. Cause I had no access to anything else. And then I built relationships and got pretty lucky. And now I get to hunt all private farms, but.
0: Yeah, man, that, that's good. I think everybody should probably spend some time on public land. Just, you know, one, it's a lot of hard work and you, I feel like you learn a ton and it can accelerate that growth curve. Uh, for you a little bit but but also I think that just to see that it's not quite as like yeah it's a lot of hard work but it's not quite as intimidating or as honestly it's not as bad as as people make it out to be I mean I've had really great hunting on public land over the last four or five years now there are spots where it's real tough I mean you head down to like the pine thickets of the deep south like that. Okay. It's hard, right. to, it's hard to see deer, period, you know, in in that kind of setting because they're just not very visible. And the landscape is covered in, you know, eight-foot-tall pine trees. Well, sure it's hard to see anything through that. But uh, for the most part, I, I think that there's quality hunting to be had kind of all over the place. Uh, talk to me about your transition from being somebody that hunted to being somebody who says, you know what, I want to film this. I want to take this back home with me share it with friends share it with people that might be interested
1: so I you know hunted a little bit things like that and you know never really thought about filming never thought about that whole thing and then I learned about Cam, and I was like it was on a waterfowl hunt I was like this would be so cool to like go back and watch this again or like even just watch the sun and how pretty it is and birds decoying all of that I was like it would be awesome to film this so I I got a tax cam and just started filming and it was just kind of like a spur of the moment decision and I was like you know I think it it would be awesome and then it's also been really cool to film my hunts and then go back and show my grandpa because he's unfortunately not able to hunt anymore and that's like my big supporter through all of this so being able to film it and like go back and show him, you know, we talk on and off and he's like, man, like there's so many cool things I've seen hunting and cool things to experience. I wish I had something like that growing up. And so it's really cool to be able to go out and like film my hunts, like mainly for him and just go back and show him everything that I've seen or everything that I've done and be able to show, you know, my friends, family and all of that. It's, it's really cool. It's a fun fun way to like keep your hunts or keep a hunting you know memory alive
0: hey guys just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the how to hunt deer podcast is brought to you by tacticam makers of the best point of view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers they're on the cutting edge making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones Their new 6.0 camera has a ton of upgraded features this year, but the one I'm most excited about is the new LCD touchscreen. In my mind, that's a total game changer. And one area Tacticam really shines is with their mounts and adapters that are made with the sportsman in mind. If you've tried to film your hunting and fishing excursions in the past, you know how frustrating it can be to get an action camera aimed just right or get it attached to your weapon or in a good spot for a second angle. Well, Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their line of accessories. This fall, I'll be using their stabilizer mount on my bow with a 6.0 camera and their bendy clamp paired with a 5.0 wide camera for a second angle and to make sure I don't miss any of the action. To learn more and check out their full line of products, head over to their website, Tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. There are two big questions that I get through, like, social media, people reaching out and that kind of thing. The The first is a pic It's typically a screenshot of the ground that they're hunting. They're like, Hey, how would you attack this? You know, it's like, where, where would you go? The second is people saying, Hey, I want to film my hunts this year. What do you think I should do? Like that's literally probably the number two question that I get. And a lot of them are like, Hey, you know, budget is a concern, right? For them. Mm-hmm. They want it to be simple. They don't feel, you know, they're not camera guys. This isn't what they do for a living. So they want it to be easy. They want to get quality footage pretty simply. And the first thing that a lot of folks think about is using their cell phone as a a means of filming their hunt. And I always try to steer people away from that. I've got a lot of reasons for it. Namely, I love to use OnX on my phone while I'm out hunting. I love to use my phone for pictures or that kind of thing. I want my phone in a pocket if something were to happen You slip off of your tree stand platform or something like that. You need your phone in your pocket, not hanging up there on your bow where you can't reach it. Like there's a lot of reasons that I don't want to be putting my phone on my bow or on a camera arm or something like that. Um, Talk to me a little bit about what sets Tacticam apart, because that's where I try to steer people. I'm like, look, if if cost effective and simple and high quality footage are your values, like Tacticam is the way to go over your phone 10 times out of 10, in my personal opinion. But I want to hear from you as the one that works for Tacticam. What do you think sets them apart?
1: I I definitely agree. Um, using your phone, I mean, I use the same thing. I like Onyx or I like to play on my phone while I'm hunting past time a little bit. But with Tacticam, it's a camera made for hunters by hunters. Right. It is it goes on your gun, super easy to use. I mean, the 6.0 you just you know, it has the LCD screen, you push the button, you see it's recording, and you're good to go. It's super easy to use. The footage is amazing. I mean, you get really good quality, and it's it's really lightweight, too. You don't know it's on your bow. You don't even notice it's on your gun. It's so light. You know, a lot of people I feel like are like, oh, I want to film my hunt. I'm going to either use my phone or, you know, then you take a risk of dropping it because there's really not any great mount out there for your phone. Right. I mean, there's just not. So then people will get a camera. Well, then you're moving a camera arm in the woods. You're trekking all of this extra stuff out to the woods with you. I mean, that's a lot. And I give major props to the people that do it. But for just like an average hunter that wants to get into filming, Tacticam is such an easy way to get into it because it's easy to use. It is cost-effective, and it's a light. I mean, you just – I mount it on my bow, on my gun, and I just – it's already there. I just don't even realize it. So it's an, it's an easy way, great way to get good footage, you know, share your hunts and save them there. But it's also just, it's easy.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that's the big one for me is, is ease, right? Like it's, it's one button to push and the thing is exactly. recording. It's not, let me open up my camera app. Okay. Now the deer's coming in. Now I hope I can get this thing onto my bow without it making a ton of noise, or I hope I can, you know, get the camera arm focused in the right area or whatever. Yeah. I, I I don't even reach out and push a button because I've always got the remote in my pocket or around my neck, so I just click the button on the remote, all my cameras turn on, and, and we're good to go. You mentioned that the cameras are light. I never, I've never, they are light. I've never looked up the weight until the other day. And I think the Solo Extreme is like 12.8 ounces or something yeah. like that. I mean, it's ridiculously light.
1: Yeah. You don't even know it's there. No. I mean, shooting my shotgun, anything like that, or, you know, I, I love to bow hunt. So I have it on my bow all the time. And when you don't know it's there, it doesn't change anything. That's a question I feel like I get asked a lot. It, you know, I use the stabilizer mount. So I screwed off my stabilizer and just screwed on that stabilizer mount and then put my six O in there. And people are like, Oh, you know, how does it change your, your patterns? How does it change when you shoot your bow? I was like, it doesn't. I was right. like, and I'm happy to show you. I'm like, I can take my six zero out and shoot my bow and put it right back in. And I'm getting the same grouping, same pattern. You know, there's not not a change. It's not heavy enough or proportionate enough to really, you know, to change anything.
0: Yeah, and that that's the big one. Like, I feel like there's a misconception when it comes to bows, specifically when it comes to stabilizers. Um, you know, like those... Coming off the front of your bow, those short stabilizers that people like to buy for hunting purposes uh, actually don't do anything to stabilize your bow. <laughs> they're not—they're not, they're not long enough. They don't put any weight. They don't put weight out front far enough to really make a difference. And then if you're going to be doing that, you also need a counterbalance coming off the side if you really want it to stabilize you. So people that are like, well. You know, then I'd have to remove my stabilizer. It's like, yeah, it's probably a good thing because it's not doing anything for you anyway. <laughs> it's just, right. It's just sitting there because they're they're too tight in to the bow to change anything. Same thing with the TactiCam. It's tight in. It's close to your to your actual bow, so it's not gonna do anything with your with your grip or the feel of the shot or anything like that. Um, yeah, it, they're just they're just super simple. I love using them for uh, second angles as well. My favorite, favorite, favorite um, mount is the bendy clamp. That thing is like a Swiss army knife. And (laughs) I usually get that one aimed right where I think my shot's going to be. And I'm hunting public land. I'm typically in something really thick. I've usually got one good shot, right? Like I don't have a bunch of shooting lanes that are trimmed or anything like that. I've got one spot where I can kill that deer if he walks through. And that's where I aim that one. And you kind of get that over the shoulder angle. And then I always have one on my bow. And then I've typically got one kind of up above me looking down. Uh, there's nothing I like more than going back and watching footage of myself when I first see the animal. Uh, you Because know, sometimes you just play it cool and you're just like, oh, there's a deer in you. But usually when I go back and watch that footage of myself, I kind of jerk. Like, you know, it's like there's like this, like, I don't know. I have this mild freak out moment. Uh <laughs> And for me, it's fun to get that on camera and you kind of experience that adrenaline dump. Uh,
1: and your eyes get real wide, big. I mean, right. that's how high I am. Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I literally look so shocked that it's a deer right there.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like, what did you expect? Did, isn't that what you're here looking for? Is this is a surprise. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the, some of the products you guys have got. Uh, some really great cameras you've got awesome trail cameras as well Um, but give me a rundown of kind of if people are thinking hey this is maybe the year that I want to start self-filming where would you point them first
1: I would highly suggest the 6.0 I I love it it is I love the LCD screen it's really easy to use you can even watch the video back right there on the screen too so, I mean, you can connect it to your phone just as fast, but say you're hunting and you take a shot at a deer and you don't have good phone service. You know, kind of reassurance, or maybe you need to, like, look back at, you know, zoom in and see where you took the shot. Or, hey, I need to give this deer a little bit more time. You can watch that video right back on your 6.0. Right. So that's a really cool feature. Um, it's, it's easy to use. I love, you know you just press the button and it starts recording and the footage is unbelievable. I mean, it's very clear. The audio is great. I, I love the 6.0. The next step under that is the Solo Extreme. And I like that one a lot too. It's easy to use. There's a wide lens attachment. So you just unscrew the Solo Extreme and screw that wide lens back on. And it gives you like the full wide view where we had the five and the five wide kind of morphed those two cameras into one we made it waterproof and have that wide lens adapter so that was another really good camera um just as good but i would i would first go to the 60 but the solo extreme has just as great features and a little bit less of a price point but either one of those i mean it's a good start a good way to get into filming
0: right yeah that That 6.0 to me is, it's huge. I mean, I, I love, I love that camera. The screen at first, I thought, oh, this is a pretty small screen, which it's a small camera, of course. This is a pretty small screen. But then when I saw how clear the picture is on it, I was like, oh, okay, it's fine. It doesn't need to be a gigantic, you know, viewing window for me. Like this is, this is perfect for, for what I need. I was also surprised by the audio quality on that one. Um, I filmed some turkey hunts on the six O's this year and man, I had birds back behind me coming down the hill gobbling and just crystal clear. Uh, yeah. you know, coming through. It was I was I was really amazed at the the quality of the audio cuz it was a windy day and I had my big camera set up on a tripod next to me. Um, you know, just trying to capture a little bit of everything. Uh and even though I had the camera or the um, the microphone covered in this like windcat kind of thing, you could still hear the wind on that one. But my Tacticam didn't pick up all the wind.
1: Yeah, and there's a setting on your Six O two to turn off the wind reduction.
0: Really? And okay. And that
1: helps. Yep. And that helps quite a bit too. The image stabilization is awesome. Yep. Um, there's some really cool settings on the Six O. So there's the loop mode. There's also shooting mode, which is what I keep mine in all the time. So it's going to highlight, you know, kind of like we had the fisheye and Mm -hmm. it, like, highlighted your, like, it kept it on a loop and highlighted your, like, best moment. So, like, when you're reeling in a bass or you have your bass, you know, hit your line, things like that. With shooting mode, it throws a flag on your video. And it's going to record, I believe, two minutes before and two minutes after. And it's going to tag that video. So that when you go back and review it, it'll like have that flag so you can go straight to where your video is at. I mean, I know whenever I recorded my doe hunt, it was like a 25-minute video because you hear them coming, you turn it on. Because you can't just turn it on right when the deer's right there. It's not going to work. So, you know, you turn it on and as soon as I pulled back my bow and shot, you know, it's going to have that flag on the video. Or you can press that button and it'll drop a flag there too. So, man it did really cool camera it's got a lot of really good features
0: yeah when it comes to your setup for the year um i have settled in i've been using tactic cams now this will be my third fall i think um what what's your setup for bow hunting look like i've kind of settled on what i think works for me i'm not bringing extra gear i've got just the right amount but i'm also going to get all the shot angles that i want What do you like to bring into the woods for you for a, for a bow hunt?
1: I have, so I have my, if I'm bow hunting, I have my stabilizer and the 6.0 in the mount there. I have a solo extreme on with a bendy clamp mount. Those are awesome. I mean, you can literally clip them anywhere, move them, manipulate them however you want. They're awesome. So I have that one. And then I have my remote, which makes it super easy just to press the button, and then, you know, that turns all of your cameras on. With deer hunting, I really – I want to try, it like, a one looking back at me this year. I think I'm going to try something like that. I've seen some cool ones, like how people have them mounted on their bow.
0: So yeah. I'm going to give it a
1: shot, see what I can do.
0: Yeah, that's a, um, that's a good one. I like that.
1: Yeah, just – I mean, I love watching those videos back. People send me, like, you know, they – have one looking back at their kid and they their kid shoot the deer and just like watching that is so cool it's so sweet so yeah. love the reactions um i also love um having my reveal camera my trail camera right there when i'm hunting too so it was cool last year i shot my doe and my reveal picked it up on my trail camera so i have the video too from my trail camera of like oh, nice. me shooting my doe so that was really cool so i'm like In the future, I'm like, I want to like make sure where I'm hunting, I have my revealed camera set up because those are some cool pictures and videos too.
0: Yeah, man. When you can get that kind of angle, especially on like the far side of the animal, maybe looking back your direction, that to me is some of the coolest footage. Like when you've got not only the shooter's perspective or maybe the perspective over the shoulder, but you've also got looking back at the shooter from, you know, 20 yards away. That to me is awesome. I had my uh, one of my reveals out in Wisconsin, um, and I shot a buck, and uh, it wasn't a good hit. He came in super close; it was almost straight down. He had been jumped by pheasant hunters, and so he was obviously running out of the area where they were hunting pheasants. And um, I don't know. Looking back, should I have taken the shot? It, it was kind of one of those like, what do you what do you do? It's probably 130 inch nine point. I mean, good good buck, right? Not one you want to let. Just walk out of your life. So I took the shot and he ran off. I had to call a dog tracker. And he said, well, where did you hit the deer? I told him, he said, that doesn't make any sense from where you said the deer was standing and where your tree stand was or where you were hanging in your saddle. I was like, no, no, this is where I hit him. And this is the angle. He's like, doesn't make sense. So I pulled the video from the reveal and was like, look, here's the video. It got video of the deer. It didn't get the shot, but it got him running past it on the way out and so you could see the angle of my arrow because i have green uh, lime green knock on the end you could see the angle of the arrow sticking out of the deer so i was able to yeah able to show that to the dog tracker and him say you know make a decision on based off of what he sees to say okay we're probably looking for a deer that's still alive he's probably not gonna die he's probably gonna be just fine you know so that helped us not only from a cool content perspective but also you know, to be able to get that perspective and say, we're not going to spend three days, you know, looking for this deer. We're going to put in our best effort. And, you know, if blood doesn't come up, if the dog's not acting like this is a dead deer, we know we can probably move on because this isn't one that we're going to going to be able to locate, unfortunately. Um, right. Talk to me a little bit about the uh, about the remotes, because for me, that has been the product that kind of makes. The tacticams. Not to say that their other features aren't great, which they absolutely are, but that's kind of a standout feature to me as compared to other types of cameras that will require me to reach out and touch them, or adjust them and move them with my unit you know, with my hand, that kind of thing. So, tell me about the remotes.
1: Yeah. So I didn't start using my remote right away. And I just kind of like turned on my 60, would turn it on, hunt, turn it off, things like that. And I'm like, you know, I have the remote. I really should use it. Game changer. I mean, it is so <laughs> like underrated. It is so nice. I mean, you can connect like five, six cameras on the remote and you press it and they all turn on. Right. It is so nice. So now looking at it too, turkey hunting, let's put some in the decoys or something like that. And now you can get all of these different angles of your hunt. That's a big plus. And it's so easy. I just keep it in my pocket or like around my neck, whichever, and you just press it and it's really discreet. You're not going to scare a turkey. You're not going to scare a deer. It's a, like one press of a button and all your cameras are on. Right. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've heard a lot of stories too, of parents. So they have a, you know, they're taking their kids pheasant hunting. And they don't want their kids reaching up to turn on a camera on their gun. I mean, it, that's just not always safe for a kid. So the parents will turn on their guns or turn on their remote and it'll turn on the video for the kids. So now they have the videos. Um, We work with guides and like an out, we have an outfitter program. So I've heard a lot of them too. Like they'll use them in the blinds and they'll just press on everybody's cameras that have a tax cam and you know, that it's all connected. So they'll turn them all on for that too.
0: That's awesome. I a lot
1: of uses.
0: Yeah. I I love that piece about parents using that. So my son and I turkey hunted and my daughter and I too this year. And um, that was one of our big things was they've got the gun. They're sitting in my lap. If you've got to reach out and touch it, you've got to reach real far once they're in your lap and you're set up. You really don't want to be doing that kind of moving but having that camera or that uh, remote just sitting next to me on the ground, that's easy. You know, that's a,
1: exactly. a simple
0: click and they're not trying to move. You're not trying to move. It just makes the whole makes the whole thing a lot easier. Um, when it comes to creative shot angles, what are some of the cooler things that you're seeing? So I'll, I'll tell you, one of my goals for this year, I've been using just a, a rod with a universal mount for turkey hunting. I like to put that out in the decoys You know, you get different angles of them coming in. Sometimes it works out great. Sometimes the bird comes in from the other direction. You're like, ah, I didn't expect that, you know. But this year, because of the way I hunt, you know, especially for deer is typically in really, really thick stuff. And I have like one shot. I'm thinking about taking my rod with the universal mount on it and getting a ground perspective as well, you know, to catch the shot. Like right where I think the deer is going to be and I've got a a wide angle lens on one of my cameras. And so I'll be able to pop that thing down there. What are some of the cooler or maybe more creative angles that you're seeing from people?
1: Definitely in the decoys. I think that's a really cool one, whether it's, you know, obviously it's not Turkey season anymore, but that's always a really cool angle. Um, and Turkey reaping, those have been cool angles too. If we're thinking about that. Um, for a waterfowl um, and the decoys as well as those are always cool ones. If you've got multiple cameras and you're hunting a decoy spread, put one in your, in the decoys, you know, a wide lens is going to be your best bet on something like that just to get more footage. But those are so cool. Um, I love, I don't know. I think one of my favorites is watching people's reactions. So when they shoot something or when they, so I love the ones coming back, but even like, putting a bendy clamp mount like kind of above you. So you're kind of seeing like yourself and then the deer and all of that. That's a cool angle too. Like going up and kind of above you in the trees. Those are cool too.
0: Yeah. It's almost like your personal cameraman at that point. Cause you get that classic TV look of over the shoulder without actually having to have a whole other person sitting up above you. Uh, Speaking of waterfowl. So I saw one angle where they kind of had it really angled up high. So most of the time it's looking right at the sky. So it's not like great all the time, but when they had some ducks come in, it looked like the ducks were going to land on the camera because they were just coming in yeah, all it, around it. It was so, it was such a cool, uh, cool shot. I thought, man, that you had to get that one just right. You know, you know that took some, yeah. that took some creativity in the setup.
1: Yeah. We've put some bendy mounts. like if we're hunting like an A-frame, we'll put them on the end of that and have it into there or um, layout blinds. There's like a little bar at the bottom of your layout blind and you can hook it onto there. Those are cool ones too. Um, there's a, there. Are so many people have so many creative, just cool ways to mount these things. I've seen some really, really cool stuff. And I guess that's a plus thing in my job too is I get to see everybody's cool hunting experiences, trips, and, all of like the highlights, <laughs> positivities of everyone's hunt. So yeah. there's some cool stuff out
0: there. Yeah. If, I figured you're the right person to ask because if I'm seeing it on Instagram, you've already seen it. Like you've had your hands on that footage. So yes. <laughs> uh, that's cool. One of the things that I'm real excited about this year, uh, moving back to the South, it is a bummer to have um, such a long gun season because that really puts a lot of pressure on the deer. But I've got a lot of opportunities now to try the Film Through the Scope system. And I was looking on the website earlier. It's like half off right now. So really good time to pick one up. Tell me about that system and how that works.
1: The Film Through Scope is by far one of the most popular things that we have on social media. I mean, we post a video with it, and I mean, they just blow up. Right? They're, They're cool. I mean, I will say with the film through scope, I've played with it several times, um, put it on my gun for coyote hunting, and they're cool. But it, it's not something that you can pick up, put on your gun, and run out the door. Right. Give yourself a little bit of time to set it up because it's different than other taxicams. So you put your solo extreme in the film through scope, and you have to connect the solo extreme to your phone. And kind of play with it and tweak it a little bit in there. But once you get it set up, they're awesome. Yeah. I mean, the predator hunting I have seen on those are amazing.
0: Yeah. Even sure. I've seen
1: some cool deer and elk hunts. But, I mean, if you're into predator hunting, coyote hunting, get a film Thurscope. I mean, they are so cool.
0: Yeah. Do those work with, like, a turkey red dot?
1: No. I don't know. I don't okay. think it would.
0: Okay. I, I was just curious. I didn't know. I hadn't tried it out yet, but I put a red dot on my kid's turkey gun. I, I prefer not to have a red dot, but I put one on my kid's turkey gun this past year and was curious if that would work on there.
1: I, I probably wouldn't. Okay. I don't think it
0: would. Okay. Gotcha. I would
1: stick with like a, a tact cam and like a clamp mount for that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk just a little bit about the um, about the head mount and the shoulder mount. Those are awesome. I don't have personal experience with those, but I think those are really, really cool. And I know, you know, from what I know from the other Tacticam products, um, I've used other point of view cameras in the past and the mounts that come with those to get them on your head or get them on your shoulder and that kind of stuff. And they're just a huge pain. So tell, tell me your thoughts on on the, the head mount and the shoulder mount from Tacticam.
1: So I don't have a head mount, but I do have a shoulder mount. And I did a big video on it because there was a a bunch of people asking questions and wanted to see it. So I put it on and did a whole, like, YouTube video on it. And it is actually really comfortable. Like, you – it's not – it looks really bulky, but it's not. And it's really lightweight. You can, like, still move around really well, and it's really adjustable. So I'm smaller, so it, like – it fit me good, and it was snug. So, I mean, it can fit – anybody it's so adjustable easy to use you it has like a universal mount on it so you just put your tact cam in there and i mean it's easy to use it's there just i mean it, it doesn't go anywhere either like i feel like a lot of other mounts kind of slide around don't stay in place right and this one yeah. is like really made i mean it works like yeah. really well i was kind of shocked by it that it, it stayed in place so well even for like someone my size so, I mean, it was, it was easy to use. A lot of people that do fishing that fish a lot mm. use the shoulder mount and you can still easily cast and everything with it being right there on your shoulder and move around. Yeah. Um, I've seen videos with the head mount and it's same way. Fits right. really well, really adjustable, easy to use.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about picking up one of the shoulder mounts just for like that B-roll and stuff you're getting as you're going in and out of the woods, that kind of thing to kind of piece the whole story together you know i'm trying to expand this year beyond the setup and the kill shot kind of thing and get more into recording the rest of it because i think tacticam can do more than just grab that moment while you're in the stand or grab that those moments of the shot i think because of the because of the video quality honestly um i think they're useful for a lot more than that so i think it'd be really good to have that on while you're walking through the woods like last year I basically got attacked by a raccoon. That would have been so cool. <laughs> it, it wouldn't leave me alone. It kept running at me, and then when, when I would turn around, it would like, you know, back up a little bit and then run at me again as soon as i turned turn back around. So that would have been a really cool encounter to get on video, but I didn't. Um, but that's what got me thinking. It's like, man, I need, to, I need to film on the way in and out as well and uh, expand on that. So I think I'm going to mess around a little bit with that this year. But uh, you guys have some really good sales right now. If people are thinking about jumping on the uh, self-filming bandwagon, right, it's a, it's a great time to do it. Um, I would encourage anybody to go ahead and start now because, yeah, you can just slap these on your weapon and go. It's always good, though, to practice with your gear. It's always good to know yeah. the uh, limitations, to know how you like things set so that you reduce the fiddle factor when you're out there in the woods. You're not spending time, you know, well, how should I hang this or how should I get this set up? Like you kind of you kind of know all of that already. So talk to me about some of the sales you guys have going on.
1: Yeah, so Intel, we have next weekend, we have the fall classic at Bass Pro and Cabela's. So head to your nearest one. Um, the 2.0 right now is $99.99. Super great deal for that one. Um, online, we have some great bundles right now. We have a four-pack for $3.99, I believe, on the 2.0s tacticam side of things um i know we have a bundle deal on the 60 and a really good deal on the solo extreme as you said as well that film through scopes i believe like half off right so we have some really good deals on our website and in store going on right now and that'll be until the end of august so like you said too this is a really good time to get a get a new trail camera or get a get into self filming and get a tacticam they're on a really, really good deal. I mean, this is one that you probably wouldn't want to miss. Yeah. If you're yeah. thinking about it, make the plunge now before the end of the month and jump on it. Get ready for deer season. Have time to play with it because, you know, yes, they are really easy to use and you could. But there's also a lot of cool features and cool settings that you can't really like putz around with and mess with until after you play with the camera a little bit. Yeah. So this is a really good time to jump on one of our sales because this doesn't happen very often where we have have things marked down like this. So
0: yeah, the the solo extreme right now package with I think it comes with the stabilizer mount and the solo extreme for like 150 bucks. Um yeah. and that solo extreme is normally 199. So yes. you get the camera and the stabilizer mount for less than you would normally get the camera. And then there's free shipping, so you don't have to pay for shipping on top of that. So, really, really good deal.
1: Yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah, Definitely not one, you know, if you're wanting to get into self-filming, do it now.
0: Yeah, now's the time. So, well, Zoe, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. If folks want to keep up with you and with Tacticam and see everything that's coming out from you guys, where can they go?
1: So, we are on all social media platforms, revealed by Tacticam on Facebook tacticam Um, my personal instagram is doey phillips outdoors but we'd love to keep in touch you know follow us on all of our social media platforms we're pretty active and post a lot on there so but thank you guys for having me and it's been a blast
0: absolutely and if you get some awesome tacticam footage this year tag tacticam with it and uh, you can use the hashtag share your hunt right and uh, you guys will be able to see it so yeah thanks for coming on the show today
1: yeah, thank you so
0: much. That's all for this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig this show, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you could leave us a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that. While you're at it, you can follow along with my outdoor adventures on Instagram at How to Hunt Deer. That's also the best way to get a hold of me, suggest topics that you want to hear, guests you want to hear from, or questions that you'd like me to explore on the show. Big thanks to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and OnX. Please go support the brands that support this show and help me bring you great content each and every week. If you're looking for more outdoor content, check out thesportsmansempire.com where you're going to find my other podcasts, The Wisconsin Sportsman, as well as a ton of other awesome outdoor podcasts.